This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometers of range. This is Sports Day. Here they come, the Welsh. They're over. They twist the knife. And Gatlin's men complete an absolute humiliation of the Aussies. Aussie rugby hits rock bottom. Sean Maloney there commentating the Wallabies as they crashed out of the World Cup. And... It's a strange feeling to wake up this, wake up on Sunday morning to hear that uh, Eddie Jones had resigned from his Wallabies job. Some people support it. Some people still scratching their head, a little bit perplexed. And a man that knows a fair bit about the man Eddie Jones is, um, he, well, he represented the Brumbies 112 games, 78 mm. caps for the Wallabies. Former hooker Jeremy Paul joins us on Sports Day. How are you, Jeremy? Boys, mate, <laughs> I'm absolutely honoured. Oh, mate. My goodness. Well, now, now, now first, firstly, Rat was telling me off air. He kept saying, oh, we'll, we'll call Ming now. I said, Ming, what's Ming? I said, well, just ask him on air. So what's Ming? What's the nickname Ming? Uh, well, look, it's, it's Ming the Merciless from Flash Gordon. Okay, I'll get the it. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Because of um, my squinty. Oh, mate, every program I ever looked into, my eyes were squinting. And so I looked a little bit like Ming the Merciless. Bad light, so, bad light. You never get to choose... <laughs> Yeah, you never get to choose your nickname. Right? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mate. Um, so I, I, I'm not sure how how you were feeling. I, I was incredibly surprised and shocked at what went down over the weekend with with Rugby Australia. Um, Jeremy, what what were you thinking? That, that sounds weird calling you Jeremy. Yeah, I, know, I mean, like what, that, what, what what were you thinking when um, you know you heard the news? Mate, it's it's been a bit of a sideshow of its own, but. Mm. Mate, to be honest, Eddie was was without a shit sandwich, without the bread. Like he was, it was just, it was rubbish, mate. Like it was everything. This is a culmination of of twenty years of poor management by Rugby Australia in terms of the administration. Um, you know, we had the chairperson make a decision on the coach, and it, it, take an Ian Foster's situation, right? They did the same. The All Blacks did the same to him, and. He really should have won. The All Blacks should have won the World Cup. Mm. Um, they would have with 15 men. So I just I think they they went at him too. Hard. He just didn't have the time, mate. Look, I when I look at his selection, so there's a number of things that obviously escalated this was his selection, and results are, are a given. But the selections in terms of the Rugby World Cup and looking for the future and. I, I sort of backed all that. Like I looked at it and went, yeah, I, I yeah. can see that. I was yeah, with fair him. enough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was, look, I was talking to Will Skilton at the time over in, over in France because I've, I've known the kid for a long time. And as I sort of said to him, I said, mate, I've never seen you skinnier in my life. Like, you obviously have committed yourself to... Like, he committed himself to Eddie. He committed himself to this team. And I just think 
the thing for Eddie was he only had plan A, right? Like if, if Will Skilton and Talalia Tupu didn't get injured before mm. the Fijian game, none of this would be a conversation because I think we would have beaten Fiji and got through the quarters. I just think it was time, mate. Like I just don't think he had enough time and he's trying to rush everything into this very short window before the Rugby World Cup and and we don't have the stock. Like, I think that's blaringly obvious now, that we don't have the stock. So there's this connection between grassroots rugby and super rugby and Rugby Australia is now coming... Well, it's been coming to fruition for many years, yeah. boys. Like, yeah. it's like we, we haven't won anything. We've been competitive at different stages, but just haven't won anything yeah. so, so what, what yeah, are no, you, the pressure was huge so i mean you know you talk about that you know we don't have the stock is is there i mean there's no magic bullet here i mean i, I feel like uh, you know there needs to be a complete strip down and rebuild of of the infrastructure of australian rugby um, but that's going to take a long time can can australian rugby survive it or, or do you think there's another option well, no, no, we have to. No, no, we have to. So the, the talk is centralisation, right? So when you talk about centralisation uh, from a rugby program to an administration side, so there's two parts to centralisation. Under the rugby program, we should have always come under Rugby Australia, like not in terms of gameplay um, or game plans, more about the the skills that can easily be teached by one approach. So... For example, why is every hooker, young hooker or any hooker in Australia throwing differently and who's teaching them? So there are skills across our game that can easily be taught once Mm. and consistently. So if you take a young kid at five years of age and by the time he's 18, he would have had 13 coaches who's potentially coached them 13 different ways. There's the low-hanging fruit. Get to our coaches. Every rugby side needs a minimum of two coaches. You need a forwards and a backs coach because of the complexity of the skills. Like Are you saying I couldn't coach forwards, um, me? Oh, no, oh, no, you could definitely get <laughs> someone the dark arts, right? That's, that's not what I'm talking about. Um, I get what you're saying, I mean, though. It's, you're a, it's a good point. Well, that was it. So you, you look at the coaching side of things, and I did my level four coaching oh, back in 2015, 2016, I think, and it was... The three, the, it was three years of the most, it was a debacle, mate. Like, this was seven years ago. And I don't think things have changed in terms of our coaching levels, one, two, and three. So, first of all, you've got low-hanging fruit for coaches. Like, we, we need to get participation numbers coming, but no one's there to coach. I, I believe that's the big issue. And when we have skill, particularly with other games like NRL, AFL, making the games as simple as possible so people can actually watch it and understand it. So that's the other thing with rugby, because of the difficulty levels of it and the the different parts and moving parts to it. Like coaching for me in rugby program, yes, centralisation. But in terms of administration, no. Who's going to trust Rugby Australia who's gone into administration twice in the last two decades? Like, mm. why would why would the super rugby sides... And, and it's, also, it's also worse off for them from an administration point. Look at the Waratahs. If they were successful, the market that they can get for sponsorship dollars within that you know, sort of Sydney market is huge. Um, and for me, from an administration point, it's never been... That's never been the issue. It's always been the rugby program. Jeremy, I mean, I know from a this could be a good thing in the sense of stripping everything back and starting again. But mm. in saying that, they've paid a lot of money for Joseph Suali, a young man who's going to be a superstar, whatever I think, whatever Cody plays. But 
outside of him being paid a lot of money, which he would welcome, of course, are you concerned now that players like him and other potential marquee rugby league players are looking at the game at the moment saying there's no way in the world I'm making that cross code? Oh, mate, 100%. They've been saying that for years, mate. Rugby Union was obviously incredibly attractive to rugby league players and vice versa. Like whenever Joe Roth needed a contract extension, he'd say he's going to the Raiders. So like it was always a good contract, always a good contract boy. Oh, he's going to league, yeah, regular league. He would have been handy um, too, I can tell you. Oh, jeez, oh, just a bit, right? Just a bit. He was, like, a, he was um, an out-and-out league off the field, I can tell you that. Oh, <laughs> he fitted right in. Oh. Um, so, so we look at you've got to look at it immediate success, right? Like what brings sponsors, what brings an injection of like it's it's really where we are in our predicament financially as well. We're broke, like as a code, we are exceptionally broke. So we've got 2025. We've got the British and Irish lines coming, so we need to be able to like maximise that financial return, so we can start injecting money back into grassroots, right? So, so there's there's the big issue for me, but. I honestly believe, man, what Phil War should do. First of all, we've got to figure out the leadership. Like who's making the decision? Yeah, yeah. Is it the chairman or the CEO? First point, who's making leadership? Second thing is to get all our state mates. Do you know 87% of our players from the Reds and from... Um, sorry, 87% of players in our Super Rugby side come from the Reds and and the Waratahs. 87% of players. The Brumbies so were the best side draft this year. System, yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. And but they're not producing players. No one's producing players. Right. We've also been pretty much locked ourselves into oh, right. private yeah, schools. Yeah, has yeah. been really, as really our only form of talent. So we're getting the fifteenth to twentieth most talented kid. Um, so I look at I look at those things. I look at our stakeholders in terms of our 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 um, grassroots. We've only got the Premier League in Brisbane, and we've got. Uh, the shoot shield in Sydney, like we're talking about, what's that? Sixteen teams. Get them into a room. All the Super Rugby coaches and administration, Wallaby coaches, nut it out and go. This is the way we're going to go, and we're yep. all going to stick to it. Build a new culture. I, I can't comprehend that the game is struggling financially. But in saying that, uh, before we let you go, Jeremy, now Rad has had his opinion, and your former teammate, both at Brumby level and also Wallaby level, Stephen Larkham, has been mentioned, and Rat sort of said, "Why would he take it?" in the current state that it's in. You know him probably better than most. Your thoughts? Yeah, look, he's he's the obvious contender, right, for the Wallaby coach because we don't have anyone else. Like it's, like, it's appalling. We've been now in this situation twice over. Like, we've had to get... Oh, look, I think one more coach. I would go for either Ian Foster, who's just lost his job, so he doesn't have a job. Yeah. Um, or someone like Steve Hansen, man. I would be gunning for Steve Hansen. Oh, yeah. I really yeah. would. I think I think this this type of role in this situation, back him, give him all the resources he needs, make decisions, particularly working with the new rugby director when they finally get someone to go into that position and build a program with our grassroots and our super rugby side so it's all trickling from the top to the bottom. Yeah. yeah. Wise yeah, words, wise words. And before you go, Rat, did you want to tell Jeremy Paul that you sp- scored the last try to win oh. a letters love? <laughs> oh, when we won in 2002, the yeah. last time we won it. Yeah. No, oh, yeah, no, no that game of Man of Match in. Yeah. The last time we won the letters Touche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, oh, man. Nice. Are we going to finish there? Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Jeremy Paul from the Wallabies. Thank you very much for joining us on Sports Day. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia.
Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment.